0: Welcome to our next episode of the Sfas Emes podcast. My name is Rabbi Yona Buchstein. Our learning will be informed by the work of Rabbi Nussan Chaim Leff and his Emes V'Emuna book, in addition to other commentaries. We hope you enjoy the class. Ay, 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 die, die ay, ay, di, die, die. Hello, everyone. Good Erev Shabbos. We're going to be digging into some ideas here in Parshish Khaisara. So first, I want to begin with a little of an introduction, an idea. You know, we learn from our sages, and Reb Shlomo put it in this way, that wherever Something occurs first in the Torah. It's the headquarters of that idea. And you know, the Torah devotes so much time to the love story of Yitzhak and Rivka. We don't see Avram and Sarah's love story at all. In fact, objectively speaking, it looks a little bit rocky, right? Two times we see Avram trying to pass off his wife as his sister. That had to cause some friction, you know, Uh, even in in the most solid of marriages. And then, of course, Sarah and and Avram are not able to have children, which added another level of stress. Sarah is troubled by Hagar and Ishmael, this whole development. This does not bring her joy. It's a source of pain and sorrow. And the couple face the prospect of not having the offspring they desperately wanted. We see the devotion that Avram had for his wife and that love Really, at the beginning, the parsha for the first time, when he's trying to find a burial place for her, and the and and Avram goes to great lengths, and he spends enormous amounts of money to find the right place for Sarah Imenu, for Sarah our mother, and it's it's of course it's a beautiful beautiful thing, but that's the first place we really see Avram's devotion in the Torah spells it out. So what do we see here? An entire episode after that in the Torah about how Yitzhak and Rivka come to meet. Reb Shlomo calls it the, the headquarters of love. But let's get before they even meet. Let's get to the place before they're even going to be connected. And there's so much that can be, that can be learned from this. Eliezer has this mission. He sent on a mission from God. It says, right, from his master. But we know the master is Avram. So the Svas Emes, in discussing this, teaches a really beautiful idea. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can uh, unpack it. See if we can unpack it. So he says that his grandfather, the Chedesh by the way, this is taken from a Torah that he taught, Taf Shlam and Beis. So just uh, the second year of him becoming Rebbe. And he says that his grandfather told over a Torah in the name of the Kotzke Rebbe on the verse, Alai, so let's look, let's go, let's open up our uh, Chumash. Let's Look at the verse. So we see this in verse, chapter 24, verse 30. I believe this is the Alai he's referring to. And Eliezer, right, so this is after they've met. And Rivka runs back to the house her mother's house to tell everything. And her her um, her uncle uh, Lavan is coming out to see Eliezer. And it says Vahikiroy says an Nazarite When famously that Lavan sees all the all the gifts that Eliezer had given to Rivka, right? And then he heard his sister say, Ki diber alai, thus the man spoke to me. And we see a lie later on in another place as well. And so we're going to learn a, a bit of a, of a interesting idea about this word, a lie. So let's see this. Why does the Torah repeat this whole thing? Why does the Torah go through and repeat this? Because after the first uh, uh, instance of this, it's repeated again, right? When Eliezer is going to repeat the story, Eliezer was concerned that he would, in some way, uh, um, not fulfill what Avram had wanted from him; that he would have azen negias when we're set out, when we set out to do something for somebody else, it's very difficult to remove our own personal biases in that effort. You know, if you've ever been sent to the store, you know, by someone to go get, to pick up something, simple thing. You know, will you, you know when you're at the market, will you, you know, pick up some lettuce? What kind of lettuce? Uh, something that looks good. So all of a sudden, you have now taken on the responsibility of helping to define what's good about the lettuce, and right, picking out the lettuce that this person wants. And then you come back with the lettuce and they look at it and they're like, no, that's not what I wanted at all. But you think, I, but I, lettuce, you said pick out lettuce, which one, the one you, th-, right, so you see Like even something as simple as just going to pick out some lettuce at the market for somebody else, it can be a complex shlichus. It's not a simple task to go do something, and so all the more so here, Avram has entrusted his 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 you know his his uh, right hand guy to go take this journey to find a suitable partner for his son. We won't get into the whole story of and the deep explanations of why Avram's not doing it or why Yitzhak's not doing it. It's very it's a whole nother Torah, it's a whole nother parsha to discuss. But meanwhile we see here this concern that maybe he won't be able to fulfil it. And we, and we learn it through this word, a lie. Because a lie is that it's for me. In other words, when something appears to me, that's the Torah's hinting that we have a bias. We have our own personal, uh, the, the word he uses, negia, which is like our own, uh, uh, we're, we're connected to it in some way already. We're not objective. So, at what point does Eliezer, at what point is he able to fulfill the mission? Right? What is it? The moment says, the moment that Eliezer took out his own personal bias, his own personal subjective uh, thoughts about the issue, that's when he merited to be connected and to meet Rivka. And also, when he when he remembered, or when he when he internalized the idea that his whole success in the mission was not going to be on his own merit, but rather on Avram's merit, afshagam mm-hmm. hu hayat because he, Avram, his level of righteousness, so when he sent Eliezer out, Eliezer's success is going to be based on his righteousness, on Avram's righteousness. So let's unpack that just a little bit more. In other words, that Avram bin a Tzaddik entrusts this sacred task to Eliezer, as long as Eliezer felt that it was up to him, that somehow he's the one who had to choose, but rather he couldn't just let the choice be made through him, that he couldn't be a, a pure conduit, as long as that was happening, he wasn't able to be successful. And the minute he realized that he's just a a channel for God to work through him in the merit of Avram, then he was able, then he was able to at that point be able to, to connect with with Rivka. Adam And this is something that the Svasimis talks about very often. Reminding ourselves that what are we? What are we in this in this in this world in this life of ours? We are Shaliach of Hashem. We are emissaries from Hashem in this world. And according to the level that we comprehend this truth, and and then, then Hashem can more work through us in the world. And that anything that we merit to do, that it's all coming, because of, the merit, through, because of the connection with Hashem. right That when something is achieved, it's because Hashem wanted to achieve that something through us. And you know, so much to say on this. kind of the core message of so much of what we hear is that our achievements are up to us and our failures are ours alone. This doesn't seem to, use the word stim. this doesn't seem to correlate with what we're learning from this episode here with Eliezer looking for a shidduch for Rivka. It doesn't seem to jive at all. Eliezer's success in the mission is when he removes his own uh, um, negias, his own subjectiveness, his own ambition. And only when he's going to fulfill the the desires of, and and try to be a pure conduit for, for Avram at that point, he's successful. And so too with Hashem, with our effort to, to succeed in things. If we try to do something and it doesn't succeed, we cannot think to ourselves, oh, that means that we, God forbid, our failure. And you know, I have to say, since we're talking about love and shidduchim and this whole normity, enormity about love and shidduchim here, right? It's so easy if you you're, you're on a on a uh, you're be, you're set up with somebody or just you meet somebody on an app. By the way, it's just a you know an algorithm being the shadchan, right? So you meet somebody on an app you go out for coffee and it doesn't work out it's so it's so easy to think ah oh, it's me and not that this just wasn't what was supposed to be but i had to go through this in order to get to where i need to be so i want to wrap it up here i've kind of spiraled all over there's so much to unpack from this. The Torah spends so much time; it devotes so much space to Avram sending Eliezer to find a a wife for his son. It's so much more than that. It's so much more. It's about love. It's about being a shaliach in the world, right? It's then we didn't even have a chance to to, to tap into it, but. The, the enormous level of emuna and bravery that Rivka has, what a is, All the incredible things. I mean, we learn about Rivka and how that can be a model for for us in our world, in our lives. And let's get back to the to the crux of what the the Kutzker told the right? That when it's a lie, when I think everything's up to me, I'm not going to find success. But when it's when we realize that we are a shaliach, when we realize that we are an emissary of a karish Hu, when we realize that we are on this mission from God, then we will please God merit to see great success in the ways that Hashem wanted for us. And those will be what Hashem wanted. May we have a wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Maybe this in the for our dear friend, Amanda, all those people who need a all the best. Good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoy this class, please share it with your friends. We're now available wherever Anchor podcasts are available. Shabbat Shalom, good Shabbos.